Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. On this episode, I speak to Travelling Greek, Kat Banks. Kat, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. How are you and where in the world are you at the moment? Thank you. It's nice to be here. I am currently in Huntington Beach, California, which is where I'm based. And I've been here for probably about two months. So it's nice to be back in America. So for people who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. My name is uh, Kat Von B. I'm the traveling Greek. I am Greek American, raised half my life in Greece, half my life in America. But I was a travel agent for many years for American Express, so I uh, found that I had a love for luxury travel. And I, when I left the business, I just felt like that was one part of the business I didn't want to leave. So I specialize in writing about hotels and luxury experiences. Awesome. So we'll come into your business and your work. And also, you've got an amazing handle, The Traveling Greek, and how you built that platform mm-hmm. to where it is now. But before we do that, I know you said you were a travel agent, but how did you actually initially fall in love with travel? After I was done with high school, I had no um, I had no ambition. And I tried to go to college twice. I dropped out twice. And I just, I fell in love with travel. It was one thing that I always really loved. So I, I went to a travel school and um, I learned how to sell travel. And I was kind of good at it. I didn't love all aspects of travel. I just really loved the luxury aspects. And I, and I booked travel for celebrities for a while. And that was interesting. And I found that that's what I was drawn to that part of the business. No offense to cruises. Cruising wasn't quite my thing. So I didn't really, you know, there are certain aspects of it that I didn't really like. So yeah, I decided to stay with it. Because I knew it so well, I'm kind of like an encyclopedia of hotels. If you, if you take me somewhere, I'll remember everything about it. Your travels itself, has it all been luxurious? Assuming you haven't done much budget travel then over the years. Well, I have when I was broke, for sure. Okay. <laughs> but um, and and there have been times, but um, yeah, I've stayed in some. I've had some amazing experiences. You know, I've I've traveled to Richard Branson's private island, uh, and I've gone to some of the best resorts and hotels in the world, and actually have some plans this year. Um, my goal was to go to the Burj Al Arab. It's the only seven star hotel in the world, and I'm like, I'm going to stay there. I don't care what I have to do. I need to stay there. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a seven-star hotel. I thought you can't go any further than five-star, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, it's the only one. And I'm just really excited. I'm like, I don't care if I have to finance it. I'm going to do it. What makes a seven-star hotel? What's the difference between a five-star and a seven-star hotel? It all comes down to service um, and amenities. Of course, that hotel even has a helipad. So the more you offer, it's just crazy the amenities that they have there. You know, gold fixtures. It's it's out of the norm. It's it's just something you're not going to find in a in a typical five star hotel. So that's really what the difference is. And of course, the service um, in in the case of that particular hotel, there's butlers for every room, no matter what, even from the lowliest room to the highest. So 
it's it's just an entirely different experience. Whilst you were in the travel agency, how did you transition then to actually writing about or writing articles? What did it, what does it take? I actually transitioned because the economy tanked. It tanked in uh, between 2008, 2010. The economy was a little bit strained in America, especially. And so I kind of transitioned out because people were not spending as much on travel and I had no goals. I thought I want to stay in travel. I just don't know what I want to do. So I took my savings and I basically traveled. I left for two weeks and I came back seven months later. My, my family was like, are you ever coming back? They kept messaging me. Are you ever coming back? And I just, I wanted to figure out if this is how, what I wanted to do. And so I went to conferences. I met up with travel bloggers. I didn't even know if I could write. I just started, um, I started my social media accounts and I had 10,000 followers on Twitter before I even wrote a word. I just really worked at it and just kind of talked and, and connected with PR people who realized pretty quickly that I knew things about hotels and, and that type of travel. Yeah. That's how I just decided I wanted to do it. And then I went all in and. As you know, it's not very easy when you're starting out. It's a little bit difficult, you know. Um, You're getting started. Not as many people want to work with you. They don't know who you are. So it was a little bit of a struggle, but it was worth it. Just explain to people how that struggle is, because it seems like obviously you have transitioned beautifully, but Mm -hmm. what sort of challenges did you face then? Because it sounds like for seven months, it was a very transformative moment, and it obviously is it's taking you to where you are now. Well, first of all, you're putting a lot of money into it. You're building uh, a brand, a website. It, it takes a lot. And and I think that people sometimes they see that we're traveling and it's so glamorous and, and it is fabulous. It's a wonderful thing. As you know, it's amazing, but it's also a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, editing. Um, when you're writing, it's SEO. You're not just writing a story. It's SEO. You have to know your audience. Um, you're taking photos, you're editing photos, you're just doing a million things. I was working 16 hours a day and, and it didn't feel like I was going anywhere because then you need to build up an audience in order to get people to do ads with you or to, to monetize. You have to have someone. And, and I just really pushed and, and I pushed a lot in Greece because I was Greek and I know that Greeks are really proud of the country and they want to show it off. So it was a little bit easier maybe for me. Um, because I had the support of all of the hoteliers and the entire industry in Greece. So I was very lucky. You mentioned something there about you specifically wanted to go down the Greece route. We talk, people who don't know, we actually met up in Greece itself in Athens back in September or October last year. I can't quite remember exactly what time it was, but remember specifically you were telling me about having a niche that people don't actually have. So How did you build up your social media platform so fast? I feel like Twitter back then, you know, like in 2010, it was a little bit easier to build an audience, but I just connected with PR people, with hotel people. I would, if an article came out, I would share it. I would share ideas, thoughts, anything. You know, if I'd stayed there, I shared my photos and and people started to respond to it. You know, the right people, PR people, uh, the people that actually give you jobs. So it was... um, I just, I never stopped. I was relentless. I tweeted 10 times a day, minimum. <laughs> I was crazy, but um, I loved it. And and from Twitter, I built a business because I found that I loved it so much that in the lean times, as I was building my travel business, I actually started to tweet for hotels. I, they hired me. And so that was like, it kind of morphed into a business for me as well. 
Twitter itself can be used as a tool to build up your business, which people don't realize. And you might focus on other things, but I found out that it's it's gotten me to where I am today, social media, I guess, in general. Utilizing that tool isn't something what everyone can do. And so what advice would you give to someone on how to utilize those tools? Didn't know when I started the account that it was going to be important. I, I knew that it would be important. I just didn't know how, and I really didn't know what I was doing. And that was probably a good thing because it was very organic. And I would tag people that were interesting to me. And, and the great thing about, it, in this case, Twitter, the great thing about it is that um, you could talk to anyone. And literally, you never know who's going to respond. One time, Ashley Judd decided to have, the actress decided to have a conversation with me. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, you know, just, you just don't ever know. And it's social media is a great place. And I feel like the algorithms are a little bit friendlier on Twitter. You can you definitely use the correct hashtags. You can you can reach the audience you're looking for. Whereas some of the others are not quite, you know, as it is, uh, the algorithms are not as friendly. Twitter is fantastic with the hashtags specifically because you put out a tweet and actually sometimes goes up in like the highest so people can see it really and instagram has become very difficult i built my, my audience initially was built up on instagram and it was easier four or five years ago it's become so difficult now to even get anywhere with it and i guess that's another thing so the challenges of algorithms so as you said twitter might be easier but what how do you build up your audience on all the other platforms i just decided initially all my eggs were in that basket and i thought that's not good you know heaven forbid twitter goes under tomorrow <laughs> I'm out an entire business. So I diversified. And of course, Instagram, I started Instagram at the same time. Your Instagram, you're looking at 60,000, but also you've got other, I know you've got other accounts and you've built those so fast as well. So it's not just one account, you've built multiple accounts and that takes time and effort, doesn't it? I guess that's the thing. Is it the time and effort that you need to put into it? It's really just paying attention to who in the industry or the niche that you're looking at who's making noise and how they're doing it, who they're talking to. Those are the same people, you know, if, if you're talking about something similar, those are the people you need to be talking to as well. I have a couple that are, I have the Evzones of Greece, which you saw when you were in Athens. The Evzones are like the presidential guards. That account has 10,000 followers, but wow, they are engaged. It is probably my most active account because I can put something up and it'll get 2,000 likes and I'm just baffled. <laughs> What is happening? Engagement is really important. So people might think you might need the numbers in terms of followers, but it's actually the engagement that gets you noticed, isn't it? Because it makes potentially the, the post viral. Absolutely. Um, and you have to be willing to sit there for a couple of hours and, and, and engage. You know, you have to tag some people that you know are going to be interested. They will respond um, and, and just reach out and, and do everything. It, it's a lot of work. Exactly. And people don't realize it's actually t a, a sort of a full-time sort of job because you'd have to do it, as you said, a couple of hours a day. And I want to ask you something about the influencer space as well, because again, we had a conversation whilst we were in, in Greece about the fact that potentially it might be oversaturated, but it's a tough market to be in, especially if you're a blogger or an influencer. So again, what can you do to stand out? Is it having that niche that someone doesn't have? I stand by the whole niche thing. I've watched some of my friends since COVID started. I've watched a lot of them just writing about the destinations and stuff they were traveling to. I've watched a lot of them start new websites. Um, you know, a friend of mine is doing a destination and 
a specific destination. It's a state. And I've watched a lot of, you know, regions and I've just watched a lot of my friends and those niche sites have become much more popular than their general site that they've spent 10 years working on. It's just people are looking for very nuanced information. And if you have that information, if you can offer them that, if say, I want to go to Grand Canyon National Park and that's all you write about, every single thing about that national park, they're going to come to you. They're going to flock. So it's uh, it's an interesting time. And influencers, I don't know what's going to happen with you know the people that take the pretty pictures in front of the pool. I don't know how uh, that's never been something that I've really done. So, you know, God bless them. I hope that that lasts because I like looking at those pictures too, but I don't know how lasting that is, you know, how lasting that is for a brand. Because it's a longevity, isn't it? So if someone's doing that on a constant basis, how long can you do that before people get bored of it? There's going to be a cycle. And then I worry about these types of people because eventually they're going to have to find something else to do. And it's going to be difficult when they can't because that's all they know how to do and people will be bored of it. So what what advice would you give to them? Would you say look at other avenues? If you can take a beautiful photo like that with a you know pretty girl, pretty guy, nice couple, you can also probably sell those pictures. And right now, um, there's a whole surge in uh, content creation with NFTs. I don't know if you know it. It's a non fungible token. It's a different part of my life. Um, and photographs are also part of that space. So it's really important i feel for content creators to understand that there is a new you know the metaverse is real it's going to happen and you should get on board now now is the time to do it um so that you're an early adopter just like we were with instagram or twitter or everything else it's really important you've worked with a lot of bloggers i remember another story you told me again it's a case of how authentic you can come across and when we were talking about niches earlier, authenticity is really important. If you're not as authentic as you can be, do you not think? Do you think they will show up? And eventually, that I guess you might have success on the short term, but long term, it's people will find you out. Authenticity is everything. I think I told you that, and it is everything. Long term, people know what your passion is. I, I think that comes across. I've watched some videos lately and it's, uh, they're about destinations, everything you need to know about this destination. And really there's no information. Some of them are excellent. You know, I watch them myself. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to Mexico city in a few weeks. And I'm like, oh, I have to go find it. And some of them give you so much information. And I feel like that's what people are looking for. They're looking for, I don't want to look at 20 videos. I'd rather look at one that's unbelievable or read one article that's unbelievable. That's telling me not only to go here, but how to get there and why I would want to do that. You know, I want to have, um, me personally, I want to have an experience, uh, an extraordinary experience. I don't want to just go and sit and, you know, which is fine. You know, you, I've gone and sat on the beach too, but I just want it to be different and special. And I feel like now with everything that we've gone through in the last two years, you know, we all know that time is precious. Uh, time with your friends, your family, it's all precious make it all count you know so yeah authenticity everything if you get found out then eventually people that you work with brands organizations businesses they'll just 
part ways with you and that's not what you want and i did an interview with someone a couple of weeks ago actually about i'm not a massive fan of gimmicks as well if, if you if you have to find gimmicks all the time it must mean there's something that's lacking in terms of authenticity with social media being such a massive part to play in people's lives in terms of careers do you think it's even worth considering the traditional careers as I have in, in radio or television? Because you can make you can become an overnight celebrity if you can build your platform. And I guess there's money going around for you to make mm-hmm. on this platform. So what do you think about that in terms of do you really need to think about TV and television or anything like that these days? Funny, I was visiting my father, he's 84 years old, um, a couple of weeks ago. And we had this, you know, he's like, I don't understand you know this traditional you know media why are people you know maybe not doing this and doing what you do and i was like you know the world has changed there's so many different ways to make money you can have an online business in one hour you know you can do this you can do that and and i don't know about traditional media or even advertising so many things have changed i mean now you know businesses don't even need to budget you know for advertising they can have a social media influencer be out there and and reach and look at Kim Kardashian. He hardly does ads for anything, but she's got this huge platform. You know, okay, we're not all her, but <laughs> she has this huge platform and they basically don't have to buy traditional advertising. So media has definitely changed. If you can't do it on a social media side, you could always look for something remote. And again, how did you manage to I guess your eggs in different baskets? Twitter. I I realized I had talent for tweeting. And at that time, there was only 140 characters. So literally, you had two and a half lines to make people want to click on your link. And I did really well with that. I got, uh, I started with hotels and travel companies, because that's what I knew. And I, I reached out um, to a camera company. And um, I was interested in this camera, you know, because I was traveling and, and it wasn't available in the US. And I was just annoyed that they didn't have social media. So they hired me. And I moved into tech um, doing social media for tech companies and, uh, cryptocurrency companies. Um, and that completely changed my life because that allowed me to basically travel any place I want. Um, I can go at any time and I actually can, you know, I can work as much as I want on the travel side. I've actually hired a few people because it's just made my life a little bit easier. I had to outsource a little bit. It's been a tremendous blessing. So when COVID hit, I wasn't hit as hard as a lot of bloggers were, because, you know, if, if you suddenly can't travel, you have nothing to write about and people weren't looking for travel. So I was very, very lucky. I had another vertical to look at and, and work in. If you have a skill set in other areas, when times are bad, you, you need to rely on that. So we all know what happened over the last couple of years with, I guess people not having the jobs, not having the work. I know a lot of bloggers that went completely out of, I guess, business, you could almost say, and a lot of influencers. And we, we actually know one guy, Scott Eddy, who we got introduced uh-huh. by, and he told me he came on my show a couple of times and he said that when the pandemic hit, unfortunately, his entire revenue just completely went because, yeah, if that is it. so you have to find other ways of I guess surviving really. Where do you see yourself then? I guess in the next couple of years, what do you want to 
Chi, what's your intention? And I guess what's, what is your goals? Yeah, I'm, I'm revamping the website, getting ready for this season, because I do feel like for Greece, 2021 was an excellent season. It's probably one of the best they've ever had because so many people wanted to travel. And, and I feel that in myself as well. And I feel myself drawn to more creative things as well. So like I mentioned, um, NFTs, that there is a whole situation. I have 45,000 photos, I think, in my catalog. So if I can create catalogs for different destinations and, and non-fungible tokens, I don't know if anybody's going to buy anything, but if they do, then I think it's going to be a really great vertical for me. You've got a, an understanding of how you've made yourself into a successful career woman, I guess, a businesswoman. Just explain to people what travel actually really means to you. Travel, it transformed my life. It means everything to me. And, and in the time... You know, I, I think you know my story. Um, I went to Croatia for two weeks in September of 2020 just to get my Greek passport renewed. And I couldn't because, you know, the consulate was closed. And at that time, simultaneously, the borders closed and I was st stuck in a, in a country I had never been to. So I ended up staying there for almost a year and it was transformative that year. It was an amazing thing. I was by myself. I had nothing to do but think think about travel, think about how much it meant to me. And and it is, I feel like what it gives you, the people that you meet, the experiences that you have with people that you would never meet in your day-to-day -day life, it's it's everything. I, I can't imagine my life without it. Those moments where you are stuck in a country and it's foreign to you, again, not many people would have gone, I guess some people would have gone through that situation, but for you to come out on the other side and it just shows you if you put your mind to it i guess the mindset is so important i talk about mindset all the time i guess the mindset is so important to succeeding in whatever you do i wouldn't trade in that year for anything it was an amazing experience and and i love it there and now i have i feel like i have a second home so it's it's good you like your luxury travel so i guess what one place would you always pick to go to if you if you're not working Paris. Oh, okay. One of the first places I did go to when I could, and Milan. I love them okay. both so much. I know I'm the only person in the world that really adores Milan. But what is it about those places that really connect with you? It's just life. It's it is what it is. It's more than the Eiffel Tower. It's it's authentic. It's romantic. It's everything you expect it to be and more. And Milan, I just love the hustle of the people, the city. I just like I'm a city person. You know, I could even throw New York City in there. <laughs> I'm a city person. I just love cities and Athens too. One more other question before I let you go. I just want to ask you, it's quite a slightly fun question. What's your guilty pleasure? I would say my guilty pleasure is wine. Anyone that knows okay. yeah. knows that wine. and I can vouch for that as well. <laughs> I, there is not a wine glass or a bottle of wine that I've ever met that I dislike. And I decided because of this incredible love I have, I decided to actually uh start a wine a niche wine site because i thought who drinks more wine than me if i love it this much everybody must love it so yeah really are making those branches more and more there's so many avenues you could go in you know there's travel there's you know vineyards there's types of wine and i thought you know what i want to know about it all so i I, I think it's going to be good. Kat, just before I let you go, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter, Traveling Greek. Same with uh, Pinterest and uh, Instagram. It's Traveling Greek. Uh, my website is the 
oh no, it's traveling Greek as well. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm everywhere and uh, Facebook, every place. Thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Hopefully I'll see you. Thank you. I hopefully we'll see each other again because the last time we traveled together, it was really fun. So I can't wait for the next time. I can't either. I'm going to come find you someplace in the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much again. Of course. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.